This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your male hormone health? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Phil, did you know that in the last 40 years, healthy sperm counts have dropped by 50% globally? I did not know that. Wow. Are you concerned about that? Yes, I am concerned. Yes, you should be. Hormonal imbalances and reduced levels of testosterone are becoming a huge concern for men these days. Myself included, and it sounds like you too. Male hormones are important, Phil, for a number of different functions, such as sperm production, maintaining a healthy sex drive, and maintaining muscle strength and mass. Some of the main symptoms of hormonal imbalances include, stop me when any of this starts sounding familiar, Phil, low energy or fatigue, erectile dysfunction, low yep. sex drive or libido. Check, you're checking all these off. All of them. Yep. Infertility. Uh, I'm just waiting for you here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety, depression, bloating, and headaches. So we want to make sure that we are getting these things checked. How does this process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to their accredited laboratory in the prepaid label, and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team, who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with the 30% discount code PAINCAVE30. That's P-A-I-N-C-A-V-E-30. Let's Get Checked. It's good to know. Hello, and welcome to The Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host, and I am very excited to be joined once again by my co-host, my partner in crime, the Don Draper of Ultra Running, the Fulham Flyer, the Schwangunk Express, the Megan Roche to my Megan Markle. It is Phil Vandra. Phil, welcome back to The Pain Cave. Love it, man. It's good to be here. It's great great to be back in The Pain Cave with you. It's great to have you back on. We had a really fun time uh, last week talking about your recent run at the last annual Vol State, which was, I encourage everybody, if you haven't listened yet, to go back and listen to it. A really cool episode talking about, Phil, your, your return to racing and really a, what was a very, very epic run. And tonight we're going to continue that with kind of a part two of discussion about Laz's latest, or I don't know about latest, but you know, another one of Laz's crazy events. We're going to talk more about uh, Vol State with this year's winner, who we're about to welcome onto the show, and the new course record holder for the female side. But before we get started on that, Phil, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, well, surprise, surprise, for me, it's a uh, Equilibrium Brewing Wavelength, uh, an IPA, very, very tasty. One of my favorites, actually. Could be, could be my favorite beer that they make. Excellent. Very good. I'm mm. going to go with, I'm going a little bit basic today. This, this one you can get in, in a lot of grocery stores and stuff. Uh, okay. still, still a fairly, you know, New York, Brooklyn beer. I'm going to go with a six-point uh, crisp. Nice. Yeah. But nice, refreshing, especially when it's like knocking on 90 degrees outside. It's, I, I, uh, it's a good one. I was just saying today, I really, I'm sure at some point I will do a run at some point in my life again where it is not 90 degrees outside. But I don't yeah, remember the last sad. time it happened and I don't know when it's going to happen again. So this is exactly well, the kind of beer you need for this kind of weather. The way this year is going, it could well be snowing in September. So <laughs> let's see. <laughs> All right. <let's, laughs> Who knows what, what, what happens? <laughs> let's pop this bad boy here. There we go. Cheers, Phil. 
Cheers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, it's refreshing. Oh, that's so that's so easy. Oh, love it. All right. Phil, I am very excited to be joined by our guest today. Let us bring her on here in just a second. So we are very excited to welcome into the Pain Cave for the first time the newly crowned champion of the last annual Vol State, the new women's record holder, and I believe the second fastest finisher ever in the event's history from the, from the great state of Tennessee, Francesca Muccini. Welcome to the Pain Cave. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We're really excited to have you on this uh, this following you guys over the the last couple of weeks was really exciting for us, uh, obviously, because we had Phil to follow along with, but watching you just go right off the front and run a really amazing race and hold off a very hard charging Bob Hearn was super exciting. And uh, so, yeah, congratulations on a great, great finish. Thank you. It was hard, though. It wasn't easy. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, we're going to get into that. Francesca, you know, I, I've uh, I've been aware of you for quite some time. You know, I used to do this kind of project of ultra running rankings where I tried to like rank runners from all over the country. And so I would often see your name pop up in races around the southwest or the southeast rather. Um, but, you know, I think for the, the vast majority of ultra running fans and, and even people who kind of consider themselves in the know like I do know very little bit about you. So before we even really get into what happened at Vol State, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, what do you do? How did you get into ultra running? And, and uh, how did you find this this ridiculous event that uh, you guys competed in last week? Okay, just a little bit about me. Um, I'm Italian and I moved to the United States uh, approximately 20 years ago just to continue my post-graduate uh, studies. And then I ended up in Tennessee, Nashville, uh, approximately maybe 13 years ago. And I'm an associate professor at Belmont University. I teach Italian and humanities classes. And that's what I do for a living. So running is a secondary. So running is just my way of uh, coping with the stress, uh, with, you know, papers to grade uh, and mm. the meetings to attend. So that's what it is. And uh, I do not pay attention to ranking or uh, going to those very famous and fancy races because I don't like to fly and I don't like to drive very much. So everything that is within maybe 200 miles, I can do it. But, um, you know, if I have to fly to California or Colorado, oh, my gosh, it's going to be like uh, something that I really have to prepare for. Right. Uh, the flying. I ran, ba I ran Boston twice because, you know, I was uh, starting my, my marathons. And so I decided that that was it's something that you have to do mm -hmm. um but other than that then i fly then I, I i run in italy when i go back home once a year and i do some running over there some you know famous uh, uh races uh, uh in italy as well oh okay i want to talk about that before we uh let you go but uh okay <laughs> but but we'll get back to that in just a second so you said you've been in the states for about 20 years you've been in, in tennessee you work at belmont and how did you get into mm -hmm. running? Were you a runner before you came over? No, I didn't run. Uh, uh, in Italy, I was just running to keep myself in, in shape, uh, but no major races, not at all. And then I started because I had some friends in Italy 
and they they organize some 10Ks or six milers or 10 milers, um, half marathon. So I studied like that. And then when I came to the United States, I probably ran one, eight uh, kilometers when I was in Arkansas. And then I started again when I moved to Tennessee. Uh, so 13 years ago, and I went from running half marathons, 10Ks, a lot of half marathons and marathons to uh, ultra ultra marathons, uh, 31 milers. And then uh, from from then, I, I don't know, it was like natural to me. I cannot tell exactly what happened. <laughs> it was just the, the occasions that presented itself. Uh, there were races here and I said, why not? I just uh, jumped in, right, and then I did. I liked it. Mm -hmm. You kind of fell into it the way the rest of us did, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't just don't want to do it. It, it happens, right? <laughs> Were there um, particular races or clubs or something that uh, you know you hooked up with early on that kind of gave you the the ultra running bug, or or you know, I know you've run a bunch of Laz's events. Did you? How did you fall in with a character like him? Well, I'm a solitary runner. I do not uh, have uh, clubs. I joined the Striders when I moved to Nashville because they had a list of races that uh, I said, well, that's easy to follow. So they list everything that I, you know, I plan to run. But um, nothing else. I do not run with anybody, no clubs. Uh, when I run is by myself. Uh, um, I don't I don't even have music when I run. So um, it's just uh, something that I just want to do on my own. Okay, cool, cool. So when did you start running ultras? Well, approximately maybe 10 years ago. About 10 years. The gift to, to ultras was 10 years ago. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. Then it was like a Nashville ultra marathon here in Nashville. And I started with that. It was uh, 31 miles. And I think I ran in four hours and 26 minutes, something like that. Pretty solid. And uh, yeah. And then the second year I did it, I accidentally missed the turn. So I didn't run the 50K, but I ran the 60K. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> I happened to win that, but <laughs> it was like by accident. <laughs> 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 I'm terrible with uh, orienting myself. Uh, it's, that's uh, that's pretty tragic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you stick mostly to roads? What's the trail scene like around Nashville? And do you do a lot of trail running, or or is it a mixture, or what's it like? I don't like trails, but I do I do run trails as well. Yeah, it, it helps me with the road runner uh, running. I prefer roads. That's what I like. What I, that's what I do. That's what I train. But uh, occasionally, I, I do run the trails as well. Mm -hmm. Actually, Saturday, I have a race, um, a 12-hour event in Kentucky, and that's a trail. You're doing a 12-hour this Saturday? Yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. That's, that's, <laughs> that's quite a turnaround. <laughs> well, I ran this race uh, in the past. This is probably my third time. And uh, I like to see the, you know, friends... Uh, usual faces, like a small community, and I enjoy that. I, I think Phil is still just getting to the point where he's sleeping for, you know, 10, 11 hours a night. I don't know if he could even get up to... 
thinking so much. I have been out running again, and I'm now back running pretty decent. But the first, the week afterwards, I was sleeping like 10 hours a night. It was amazing. So I, I was felt like I had to have a nap during the day. I mean, you must have got, you only got, did you get one and a half hours yeah. less? I mean, that is yeah. crazy. Sorry. Yeah, look. Sorry, but the next day, you, you have this uh, euphoric feeling that you just start, you want to do everything. And the next day, when, as you finish, but then you feel like you have been hit by a, a truck because you just need to, you collapse. All of a sudden, you just need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, all that adrenaline just flushes out. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit about Vol State. Uh, this was not your first time running there. How many times have you run there before? This was my fourth time. Oh, but God. the first time I ran it, I didn't finish. I stopped in uh, Kolioka. And it was not my fault. <laughs> now that my, my husband is not here, I can say it. Uh, it was his fault. <laughs> because he was screwing me. And uh, in the middle of the night, he said that he was done. And I said, well, if you want to do it, you do it on your own. But I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> and it was the first oh, time. Man. And I said, okay, I think we are... Uh, jeopardizing uh, a marriage here it was not just the race so i said i i, I better stop <laughs> so he so, so he had so hit I, his breaking point that was he he laid down the law oh yeah he was oh yeah yeah he was he was done he was exhausted he was ex very tiring crewing right oh my gosh yeah i think it's even more difficult than running so how were you able to convince him to come back and do that again then Oh, it was him. He wanted to redeem himself. Oh, he felt, so he felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> he felt terrible about it. Uh, and so the next year we went back and he did a better job. Mm, but I finished maybe in five days and seven hours. Mm, I was first female, but that was my time. And when I finished, I was just so full of energy. I said, well, it, I, I don't feel tired. So... We tried the next year, 2017, and I improved my time, uh, four days and four hours. And wow. that's when I won World yeah. State the first time. And I was still so full of energy at the end. So, But I waited a little bit because I had some health issues that I had to take care of. So I said, okay, 2020 could be a good year. And that's when I, I decided to run and I trained my this past year, was my focus was Vol State. So you... all my energy was uh, Vol State. Every, every race I was doing, I was running, it was in preparation for, uh, for Vol State. What, what kind of training are you doing for it? Are you doing very high mileage? Are you doing hill work, speed work, mm -hmm. everything? What, what is your training like? Well, I, I, I don't know how to do speed work. <laughs> but uh, I go to the gym and then you know you have a, a little bit of 15 minutes on the treadmill then you do the rower and then you do the floor so when okay. you are on the treadmill you do some speed work you know like a minute all out or you know you mm -hmm. try to push yeah. pace and, and all that so that is my speed work mm -hmm. but I just uh, increase mileage in uh, April and May in April I ran 315 miles and then in May, I doubled. I ran 636. Oh, my gosh. 
that's a big that's I was a big also jump. yeah it was a big jump I was also doing the the lads uh, across uh, Tennessee oh, the virtual yeah the virtual crossing so mm -hmm. I did that and that motivated me uh quite a bit so you're yeah, putting on so you're putting in 150 mile weeks basically in May. Yeah. Wow. In May, yeah. Wow. So I, I I would assume that's more than you had done in in previous years preparing for this event. Yes, absolutely. This year I I prepared it more and uh, I was inspired by a post that uh, Greg had on his Facebook page and uh, he had like instructions what he what he did. In preparation for Roll State, and I kind of followed that, and of course I accommodated what I needed to do, and so uh, I pretty much follow followed those uh, those lines, and uh, and they helped me quite a bit. They kept me motivated. I really looked at Greg as an inspiration. So th this is this is Greg Armstrong, the the uh, both yes. crude and uncrewed course record holder there, and the U.S. national team member at twenty four hours. So, so what what yes. specifically did you take away from his preparation that you added into yours? Well, first of all, the mileage that mm -hmm. he was running every week, uh, and also the races that he did in preparation for this. He did like sixty five uh, miler. And I did a 12-hour event where I ran 65 miles uh, in March. That was uh, the last race I did before the lockdown. Then everything disappeared, so I couldn't run any more races. But that was the last one. And um, and then, uh, you know, just things like even his posts were so inspiring that I really look at him, and I know him uh, very well. And so I know what he does. I know the races he's running. And, and so I, I, I tried somehow to do what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And then I was lucky enough to have him crewing me. But that was a, that happened the last uh, week. Yeah, I was going to say, how did that happen? It wasn't, it wasn't planned because he was planning to, to run. And then he decided not to because he had some issues. Maybe he overtrained. And he also ran uh, uh, probably too much. He did some virtual races as well. And then won uh, the last man standing on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. and so that was uh, that was pretty hard. Um, so uh, I got an email, I got a message from him and saying, "Do you need help uh, with crewing?" Because he he knew that Mark was crewing him, me by himself. And so I said, oh, my gosh, I'd be honored to have you uh, crewing me. And, and so this is how it happened. Originally, I had a friend of mine from Italy, Giorgio Calcaterra, who is a, an incredible ultra runner. And he was supposed to fly uh, to, to the U.S. to run with me. But it wasn't doable because of, uh, of the ban. And so that disappeared. Uh, I said, oh my gosh, then I had some health issues the last 10 days. Um, I couldn't run on a treadmill anymore because I had some uh, imbalance. I wasn't steady hmm. and I was really worried. So I went to the doctor, did all the tests, blood tests, everything was normal. And uh, I, I did an MRI my head mm -hmm. i thought i had some you know tumor or something you think everything mm -hmm. 
but that was normal. So I went to the ear specialist and he said that I have this uh, BPPV. Yep, benign, benign positional vertigo, yep. Right, on my, um, particularly on my left ear. Mm -hmm. So he gave me this manipulation that I had to do with my head. Sure, it's called an Epley and, maneuver. Uh, right, right, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I did it for maybe three days, uh, a couple of times a day, and uh, finally I felt better. Mm -hmm. Um, then he explained to me these particles that are floating in the inner ear, all mm -hmm. that. <laughs> but I was I was pretty desperate because that happened the last uh, you know week or so before the race. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's. I thought, that's I was going to say that's that, not what you want. Uh, you know, coming up on a race that you've been preparing for for a year, obviously. Exactly, I was crying. I was crying. I was blaming the shoes, so I bought like six, seven pairs of shoes. Trying the shoes, maybe said so maybe it's the maybe it's the cushion. Oh gosh, maybe it's the shoe. Maybe it's something. I was so down, really, really down. And so, but then yeah, it worked out. The race, <laughs> you you sprung the race, <laughs> Oh my gosh! But the pre the premises were were really bad. Um, so maybe just talk us a little bit through the race. I mean, I kind of read uh, Greg's kind of write-up. It's a fantastic write-up. He wrote it so well. It was it was absolutely a pleasure to read. Yeah, but, we'll link know, to that. You took it out. You went out pretty hard, I guess. I mean, from my mm -hmm. perspective, uh, you know, looking at your mileage, you really... <laughs> from uh, your perspective, 40 miles behind? Yeah, I was 40 <laughs> miles behind. But I think there was one point when I logged in, I think maybe I was at about 130 miles and you were at 180. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I ran like 50 miles ahead of me. Maybe I was at one, four, I don't remember, but like you were so far ahead at the 48 hour check in. I was like, wow. I'm like, you are absolutely fine. And I hadn't really rested that much. You know, I probably had four <laughs> hours of sleep, which is probably four hours more than oh. you. Did. But uh, yeah, so maybe just talk us a little bit. Yeah, um, so he, Greg arrived, uh, maybe it was already 50 miles uh, into the race. He arrived in the afternoon uh, and uh, he said, okay, let's just, we, we got in touch maybe a couple of days before that. They said, well, how do you want to plan it? I said, well, let's just go by, you know, feel, how you feel it. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to do my race for the first 48 hours and see how I, I, I was running. And I feel great. I mean, the first day, I mean, I was just feeling so good. And uh, the first 12 hours, I believe that Joshua Holmes was um, ahead of me right. because he passed me in Dresden. I was ahead of him. Then I stopped in Dresden at the farmer's market and I saw him passing by. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, that's okay. So I went back on the course uh, and I could, and I passed him. And then we arrived to uh, Gleason to the firefighters place, and I already planned to take a shower there mm -hmm. because that's a, a great place to stop. It was excellent. So I went. It was it was just you know oh, full food and everything. I almost didn't leave. So I thought, yeah, you don't you don't want to leave. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So I took a shower there, and uh, and Josh arrived. When he saw me that I was uh, getting to take a shower, he said, "Okay, bye. I'm leaving. Take a piece of pizza and leave." Right. 
and then he regretted because you know you probably needed to stop but i felt so refreshed after that and i just continued all night i didn't even realize because i wasn't wearing any watch Mm -hmm. so i didn't even realize how many miles i had Um, when they told me it's 101 i said what (laughs) i had a feeling because i passed lexington so i i went by location so yeah yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, and I knew that the second day I would have been slower because that's what happens. And the course is not great. There are no shoulders, uh, mm. particularly when you have to arrive to the bridge, to the Tennessee yeah. River. There are no shoulders there. And it's yeah. so uneven. Yeah. And it was very hot. So I knew that I had to slow down. Right. Um, but after that, I just uh, continued and continued until I felt uh, uh, that I had a good distance uh, from uh, from Bob. Yeah. Right. Because he's a he's a smart, he's an incredible runner, and yeah. he relies on uh, others runners to crash because yeah. he was thinking, well, she has to sleep, she yeah. has to stop, right. she needs to sleep. But my strategy was, since I cannot run faster than Bob, I have to be on the course longer than him. Right. Yeah. So that's what I did. I slept less. Yeah, it's incredible. So you you were super strong, right, in the first half, I mean, really moving fast. But then I think when you got to Monteagle, you climbed, you went up it so fast from reading Greg's report, you were, you were running most of the way up that. You were like super strong. But once you got up there, then it appears like you started to get a little bit tired. Like some sleep deprivation at that point was starting to kind of get But you were still just really pushing through, really being strong. So, you know, I know that um, you go up to Tracy City, right, as we're coming along to the mountain Uh along that section. So what kind of happened there before you kind of descend down into Jasper? How how are you feeling then? I know that from the report, you were starting to feel a little little bit tired. Oh, I was... I was losing. I was hallucinating. I I don't even recall what happened. <laughs> I know that uh, I felt so good in Montego because yeah. it was also raining, right. and that helped woke me up so much. And I ran all the way up to Montego yeah. and, and passed it. I, right. I I wanted to finish. That's what I said. Let's finish yeah. it. Yeah. However, uh, then we went down to Jasper and then Campbell. Uh, Tracy City was still okay. Yeah. Um, the thing is that I couldn't stand still because I was just leaning and right. I couldn't speak correctly, yeah. but I could run. Right. Somehow. <laughs> <I could move. laughs> so uh, that's what Greg told me. Stay on the white line, stay yeah. on the white line and keep running. So, of course, I slowed down. Go to the yellow line some of the time. I heard yeah, you on the yellow line occasionally. Yelling at me that I had to stay on the white line. I said, "Well, what, what is the white line?" I can't. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. But when I was in Campbell, I I asked, "What am I doing in Campbell?" Because I was <laughs> really um, starting to um, be a little off. Right. And um, and then all of a sudden, I also and that's normal. The crew of Bob was checking on me. Yeah. Yeah. And they came by 
and uh, I think his name is Paige, the guy, he says something like, oh, Bob is one, me one mile behind you. And I don't know if he wanted just, you know, be silly or, um, right. you know, you just, I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but that threw me off. And I was already in this uh, state of confusion and then added to more confusion. Right. So uh, I started to run again. Uh, um, and uh, Greg, I think, took a break. And my husband was uh, uh, crewing me. But with my husband, I was stopping too often. Right. And so Greg had that, had that feeling. I said, well, I have to go back and check on her. was being too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Greg so was being hard on you. <laughs> so he came back and he said, Francesca, do you have anything left? And I said, what do I have to do? I have to run. And so I said, okay. So up Sand Mountain, I had to run. I first started with the sticks. They didn't work for me. I tossed them and I just uh, went up. Yeah. And then I, I became obsessed. I say, is Bob behind me? Is Bob behind me? Is he here? That was my only preoccupation, right. that he was really behind me. I think he, <laughs> the closest he got to you, though, was, was about maybe seven miles, was it? Or six miles? Yes, so yes six, seven miles. Pretty well because when you cross the the bridge that um, just before you, you start towards heading towards Sand Mountain, it kind of rolls a little bit there. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. it kind of um, it kind of uh, you know it's a little up there, which is kind of nice because it gives you a bit of a break. Yeah. It's climbing, descending, climbing, descending. So it's actually kind of a good way to finish. But then you get to Sand Mountain. That's a you know pretty steep climb. But at Sand Mountain, mm -hmm. you've got it. You can taste the finish at that point. You know, it's just like exactly. in your position. You were like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get beaten here. But, you know, I think it must have been stressful because you were so tired at that point. You were probably a bit confused as to where Bob was. But it seems like you really, you really, you know, had a passion to get to that finish at that point. I mean, nothing was good. No oh, one was yeah. That was amazing. I would love so, to have seen Absolutely. Um, and you're absolutely right. I knew that he was behind me. And maybe if um, I just I wanted to be sure to 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 finish well. And at yeah. one point I I was just I didn't want to disappoint Greg that believed yeah. in me. I didn't want to disappoint my husband. So I I felt okay, Greg, don't feel bad. I'm sorry. I was just telling him I'm so sorry. I I wish I could do more. Right. And so I just put everything I had. I didn't have anything left yeah all the, the final drops of energy are there on Sand mountain i i didn't have anything else in me and i couldn't eat at that point i was just uh, having some applesauce uh, that that's what saved me applesauce uh, and i don't take uh, energy drinks like those five hours or red bulls i don't drink anything of that i'm vegetarian right. so um it was just willpower. At that point, it was just, I have to finish it. I mean, yeah. that that's the best, is just knowing that, like you said, you just left everything out there on the course. That's, I mean, that, that doesn't happen often, I think. But when it does happen, that's just, there's no better feeling than that. Just knowing that, you know, whatever the event was, just took everything it could from you. It's such a great feeling. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Francesca, did you, did you know the kind of, 
like you were obviously doing a fantastic time, you know, three out, three days and 10 hours. Did you know that you, that you were and like you were putting down this, like, is it the second fastest or third fastest time on the course? But like, it was an amazingly fast time. Were you fully aware of your time or were you just focusing on where Bob was? You were looking at the wind or were you, you know it was like a super professional fight at that point? Well, I wasn't even looking at when I went in the race because I wanted to improve my previous time. And then uh, when we were in Campbell, Greg showed me, he had written here on his wrist the time of John, John Cash. And right. he said, Francesca, you have to have a goal. Now the goal is to beat this time. Yeah. So he <laughs> kind of uh, uh, gave me that, that kind of goal. It's like you have to beat this time, and so that became my 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 goal. Did you at have that point? But it was pretty late. Did you have a t so you didn't really have a time goal necessarily going in, other than to improve what you had done in 2017. Under four, under four, under days. four days. That was okay. my, even if it was three days, to twenty three hours and <laughs> fifty seven minutes, it would have been good. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to improve my time under four days. Right. Yeah. So, but but the the idea of being this fast, being the second fastest time ever on the course, probably hadn't occurred to you. No, um, I I don't know. Maybe I didn't want to think about it. Mm -hmm. That's what uh, I didn't want to have any distraction. You know, when you start fantasizing, imagining, oh my gosh! No, I I didn't want any of of, of that. I just wanted to focus on on that race. I also find that when I get tired, numbers get very difficult. Three hours, <laughs> five hours, 12 minute mile, 15 minute mile. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. That's the best thing, you know, trying to calculate anything doesn't really go well for me, so. Yeah, but, they were telling oh, you're doing 12 minute mi mile. I say, okay, well, well, all right, I just run. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> You get to the top of Sand Mountain, a little bit past that, we take the left turn, and then we're heading to Castle Rock at that point. There's that, that little bit of rolling road up and down, and then uh, then you enter onto the property, run along, you hit the, the, the sort of dirt trail, and then you know you're, you're heading to the finish. So, you know, were you at that point, were you flat out sprinting, or were you just like kind of enjoying those last few moments? Um. Well, those, I, I kept just like running a little bit. I, I couldn't sprint. I wish I could. Right. Yeah. I could. <laughs> Actually, on maybe on the last rolling hill, uh, I may I might have like walked for two, three right. steps and yeah. then kept running. And then when I when you enter the woods, yeah. I was just crying. I can't, I can't believe oh, wow. it. I can't believe it. I can't believe so it. And there was... The <laughs> So it was the woods. <laughs> yeah. I'm so close to having a shower and a bed. You know, as I thought <laughs> yes. and, uh, you know, That's what yeah. me finish was like the thought of a shower and a bed. I was like, I have to get there. So So how long did it take and you to recover? Did you 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 finished, you were over the moon, you, you put down an amazing uh, effort there, you know, such a fantastic run. You, you went back down to Kimball and rested and and then you drove back on no, the course? No. We, we drove, uh, no, we drove back home. Oh. What we did, 
primarily in the afternoon. So I wait, I stay there for a little bit, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I was exhausted and they literally carried me and right. put it in the car. Um, and then I slept all the way to Nashville. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I asked my husband who won the race in the car. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. It's ridiculous. It's really yeah. ridiculous. I hope he didn't mess with you and said, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really mean of you. <laughs> but but then, the next day, the next day we went back to the course. Yes. Yeah, because I saw you. You came and yeah. said hi. To yes. Yeah, but, yes. Yes. Yeah. That was great. I was. I was. I was like, oh my goodness, you finished already. I've got so far to go. Um, <laughs> I think I saw you when I was um, just after. Was it Monteagle? Maybe that I saw you. Yeah, I think it was around that. Uh, that yes, yeah, yes, I'd gone, I think I was heading towards Tracy, Tracy City at that point. Tracy City, yeah. I think, right, yeah, I think that so. was nice. It was nice. You know, one of the things oh. I loved about the race was like the camaraderie of everyone in the race. The veterans and the new people, everyone just helping each other out. You know, it was a great, a great feeling out on the course. It, I mean, it really is a special race. And I think... I saw somewhere that there's only ever been 300 or less than 350 uh, finishes of the race. You know, it's quite a, quite a small number. Um, I guess mm -hmm. that, you know, change over the years. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. But uh, it really had a good feeling to it. It was, it was great to see you and uh, Karen, you know, come oh, in. Oh yeah. People. I uh, saw Karen, Karen waited for me. She unfortunately withdrew because she has some blisters, uh, major issues, and she loves this race. That's a, that's a race. She loves it. And when I saw her at the end, when I enter um, the, the field, I was just so relieved. I said, oh, my gosh, Karen is here. So happy to see her. That was, uh, that was really, really nice. And I wanted to go back to the course because you're right. You create, it doesn't matter if you finish first or last or in the middle. It's just this sense of being together and doing this incredible journey uh, that, that you share something. You share the pain, the suffering, the joy, the, 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 the caloric deficit, the, the starvation. <laughs> you just, uh, it's, we know what we are talking about. Yeah. And so I think it would have been nice to go there and just, you know, a smile, a hug, something positive to say could help. Yeah. Because it helped yeah. me. I totally agree with you. You know, whether you're first or last, it's like there's this great camaraderie of, uh, of people there that everyone's been through this, you know, unbelievable experience. You know, some of it's really good fun. Some of it is incredibly, you know, painful and not fun. But, you know, the net feeling is it's just this in, incredible invent, adventure that you'll uh, remember for the rest of your life. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a great, great group of people. So um, what, uh, what next for you? I mean, this is three Vol States. Will you be going back next year? Uh, I don't know. I say probably not because I want to see. But I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but there are so many people that are already deferred. So, um, yes. are you going back? You should. I won't go back. No. Although <laughs> I will go yeah. back one year. 
it was very hard for me. I mean, it was three days of travel for me to get there because I drove from home. Yeah. Um, and then three days for me to get back, uh, you know, like five days out on the course. It was a real, real big chunk of time for me. I won't go back uh, next year, but I might go back the year after. I quite mm -hmm. like to be crude. I'd kind of like to see. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. But uh, I, I, you know, I think probably at about mile 200, I was like, I will never, ever do this again in my life. This is one time. Oh, yeah. I will never do this. And then afterwards, I'm like, that was a really special experience. I think I'll go back in the next couple of years. <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying to you? You know, this is like crazy. But yeah, it just, yeah, that feeling of being with that group mm -hmm. of people, you know, knowing that there's this little like line of people making their way across Tennessee. You know, it's just mm -hmm. this, uh, you know, great long kind of adventure that everyone's like sucked into. So, you know, it was, uh, was, was good. So what special. Yeah, I, I could see right coming back for the feeling of community and and the the sense of togetherness it breeds. But you can't feel like you have much left to accomplish. I mean, you've won it three times, twice outright. You've got the course record for women, yeah. second fastest all time. I mean, if you would would you ever try it uncrewed? Would you ever try going for the screwed, or does that not appeal to you? Uh, it doesn't appeal to. me me and uh, i'm also aging so that's another factor because <laughs> well, i'm not uh, you know i'm not <laughs> getting better so i think that's a good thing <laughs> so you're improving every year i mean you know you're you... I, I, I mean, i'm sorry i may do screwed uh, if i have some company then it would be a real adventure mm -hmm. yeah. then i would just enjoy it I would just say, okay, you know what? I just want to see it, enjoy the landscape. So uh, if I find somebody that I can get along with, I, I wouldn't mind to. Right. Now, I mean, you've got a, you know, you clearly have a particular skill set that serves you well for, you know, a, a, you know, a nice niche within our niche sport here. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, multi-day being able to stay awake, being able to run steadily for a long period of time. Uh, I know you've run, you've competed at some 24-hour races. Have you given any thought to any, like, longer-timed events, like a 48-hour or a six-day or, or even, a, a, you know, going to bigs or something like that and trying to run, you know, a big, uh, you know, two- or three-day stretch there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually do, but this is more for fun. Uh, another event is called a race for the ages. Sure. Where basically you run your age. Age, you start, you know, I'm 52, so I start 52 hours prior to the end yep. of the race. And so I, I, I normally do that, and that's it's, uh, it's in September, and I would do it again. Um, in terms of uh, 48 hours, uh, uh, the six uh, days, um, I may look into that. I mean, I never paid attention because they are kind of far away, mm. but maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't I wouldn't mind to try one of those you've run, longer races. You've run yeah. Bigs once before? Which one? Uh Bigs Backyard at Laz's place? Oh yeah, I did it. I did. Yeah. Yes. That I was a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you do that, that again? Two thousand seventeen. Right. I did one hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. I was the 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 woman basically won. but uh yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I did that, and I I stopped because I didn't have food. I was by myself. Oh my! That's not and, the right. That's uh, not the I, race where you want to go uncrewed. 
No, and I didn't know. I wasn't prepared. You know, that tells you a lot. Uh, I had a chair with me, just a chair, and a cooler with uh, some drinks, uh, some salt, and that was it. And Laz uh, uh, is not famous for having fancy, um, you know, meals for runners. <laughs> he covers the basic. <laughs> So, but, so I didn't have any food. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel if you went if you went in, you know, putting a focus on that race, I feel like you could really do some damage. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you clearly don't need much sleep over the course of three or four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting that's to see. True. I, I was actually in pretty good shape. Uh, I puked only once, and I'm a puker, so I'm kind of used to it. Uh, <laughs> and that happened once, so I was in pretty good shape. <laughs> Is there a race out there that you've never done that kind of intrigues you? Like, what what's on your bucket list that you look at and say, oh, that would be fun to do? Everybody talks about the bad water, mm. so... Maybe that's the 135 miles. Maybe yeah. that one. Yeah, God bless. Because I don't mind the heat. The heat, I don't mind it. And that's a different kind of heat. It's very dry. So, um, but I function pretty well uh, with uh, humidity and, and heat. And that's when I train for this race, for Vol State. I was running in the afternoon when it was that, you know, the, the heat, the, 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 when the heat was, uh, was pretty pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, and that helps. That yeah. Helps. Yeah. Where, where in Italy are you from? Are you from the south or the north or? So middle north is three hours from Venice on the coast, Pesaro, on okay. the Adriatic coast. So, so not super I, hot then. It's not super hot. Uh, in, well, in July and August it is. Okay. But when I usually go there, it's May, May and a half, June. And I do a couple of races in preparation for other races. One is called Nine Hills. I've heard of the and Nine Hills, yes. Yeah, I ran it three times. And the, the Nine Hills, I love it. It's not too far from where I live. And you have 30 hours to finish 125 miles. Uh, but the hills, the hills are Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Great training. And then I do the Passatore from Florence to Faenza is uh, 62 miles. Is that a road race? It's a road race. Yes. Wow. There is a major hill in the middle. Um, and I usually do that too. So, And That's... then some other little events with right. friends. There's one, um, I know there's a, a trail race, uh, in the Cinque Terre region between the, the towns on the coast there that's supposed to be beautiful as well. Oh, the, I don't know the name, but there are a few. One is in the south, in the, near the Amalfi Coast, and one yeah. maybe, yeah, you're right, Cinque Terre and up there. Some of them are really, the, the scenes, the landscape is gorgeous. All right, Phil, put really? that on the calendar for us, Phil. We're going to Italy? Yeah. Back. Oh yeah! No, we're not so coming. You back. Can come <laughs> we're gonna stay there forever. <laughs> yeah, you can come visit me. We can run the hills together and uh, all fun races. That'd be awesome. I'm almost fifty-two as well, so I think maybe I'll come and do race with you. We can run together for a bit until you drop me. So 
<laughs> that would be, <laughs> be good. Have you, uh, have you ever thought about doing a transcon, maybe? Is that something that would be interesting to um, you? Uh, I have, uh, I'm afraid of dogs. Oh, right. Mm. So that could be, even though this race helped me quite a bit, and yeah. uh, I think I mentioned in 2017, I was followed by a dog. Yeah. In, uh, yeah, going down to Jasper, and then I adopted her. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I went back and I, I, I rescued her. Yeah. So uh, now the fear is a little less. Mm. So if I if I have a some device with me that I can uh, uh, kind of scare them off, I I wouldn't mind. Those are projects, and maybe. Once I'm a little less busy with school, um, yeah. when I retired, I will have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I have to have plans, you know. I cannot do everything now. I yeah. just have to <laughs> have plans. Long, long races, you know. Like, you do need to plan a fair way in, in advance, you know, because it requires a lot of preparation and just a lot of time for the race. Well, actually, not that long for you, only three days. But for me, <laughs> you know, it requires a lot more <laughs> organization, so... But you're absolutely yeah. right about the dogs on the course. I think by the time I'd made it to Union City, I'd been like, you know, aggressively barked at by four dogs. And I thought the yes. dogs were supposed to be later in the course. But early on, you know, I had quite a few dogs, you know, showing their teeth at me and chasing me. That's a little mm -hmm. scary. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dogs showing its teeth. There are, there, yeah, vision. there are some areas. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. You got a sick, like sick George on him. He'll scare him off. George, he's fast asleep back there. He wouldn't do anything. He'd be no good at Vol State. He would just sleep within one mile and he's wake up <laughs> 10 days later and get me to come and pick him up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but they can be a problem. They can be a problem. Yeah, so. yeah there was one bit when I was um, going along. I can't, it was earlier on in the race. It's, yeah, it was going along, maybe it was 22. I don't know, one of the, the bigger roads. And I mm -hmm. think followed by coyotes. I mean, I don't know if you have coyotes ah. in Tennessee. I'm sure you do. I think there are. Um, it's possible. Some animals, like, following me for a couple of miles. And I was actually a little bit worried. I was actually glad when cars came past me. Because I was like, maybe the mm -hmm. cars will scare them away. And eventually they left me. But, yeah, it was a little <laughs> a little bit eerie, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even at night, when you have your lamp and you see those eyes in the bushes, it's very dark. You don't yeah. know what's going on. I mean, it's pretty scary. <laughs> and your mind's working overtime in those situations. You oh, know? yeah. What is that? I'm like, maybe it's just like a possum or something, but, you know, mm -hmm. coyote looking for a skinny runner. You know, a tired... <laughs> yeah. Looks Were like... you hearing music? Did, did you hear music somewhere in on the course? Because I remember near Shelbyville, there was just big parties going on. Shelbyville is a little sketchy. There yeah. are some areas where yeah. you don't know what's happening. Yeah. And uh, and there were fireworks and there were uh, there was music uh, everywhere. And I, I I think Phil was just hearing the banjo, just uh, got a little deliverance going on. You just some you hear, you hear somebody picking on the banjo. That was that was Phil. Yeah, <laughs> um, the towns were definitely interesting. There were some characters there. You know, people. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of them, I mean, generally pretty nice. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, did you have any like weird experiences out there? Like, 
I had some guy just appear out of nowhere and start walking with me. You know, he, I was sitting down at a gas station at about four o'clock in the morning. He just appeared out of nowhere. He said, can I sit in the chair next to you? I was like, sure. And then he said, what are you doing? He said, you know, I love road marching. And um, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going across Tennessee. And he said, well, I'll, you know, do you mind if I come with you? And I was like, uh, yeah, like, you know, sure. But he was on one side of the road. I was on the other. And he was trying to hitch a ride. Did you have any weird, you had crew with you, so probably a little. Yeah, but, they, but people people were worried about my crew because one girl stopped and said, are those guys bothering you? Oh, and I said, wow. oh, no. They're <laughs> 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 with me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I was in Campbell, that I was by myself, I was kind of going from one side to the other side. And one woman said, oh, ma'am, are you okay? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, but I didn't sound right. And so right. she kept asking me if I was okay. And then right. Greg came uh, and, and uh, he helped me out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you you have some interesting stories. Uh, <laughs> kind, yeah. Kinds of people, yeah. There yeah. are definitely some sections that I'll never forget. You know, like the chicken trucks driving along by the side of the road, they stink every time it goes past. <laughs> I don't think I can get that smell out of my t-shirt. <laughs> you know, like, I think, I, I, I mean, you know, I washed it a few times, but I don't think it's ever going to be right. <laughs> you know, crazy little memories. I need to ask yeah. you about. Uh, I need to ask you about living in Nashville because that's become over the last couple of years like a super hip vacation destination for like even just a long weekends from you know uh, hipsters up in the city. When we come down for like a three day or four day weekend, what do we absolutely have to do in Nashville? Okay, what do you have to do? Just do what, if you like to go to bars, that's what people do. Yes, we like to go to bars. We're ultra runners. We like to go to bars. Bars (laughs) or their beer. There's some good local beers that you can can try. And then uh, I also did the bus. I did it myself because I just wanted to see those big buses that they go around and tells you stories. Like about a double-decker. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the landmarks, uh, they entertain you, they sing songs. It's quite fun. So there's something to do. If you like parks, there are beautiful parks in, in Nashville. So you can also uh, have that experience. If you want to go and just see some museums, uh, of course, we have, uh, uh, I think, think it's an african-american museum some uh, historical sites um, of course the hermitage andrew jackson's house Mm -hmm. Um, there are a lot of things to do but mostly you just go up and down broadway and uh, (laughs) and look at the crowd (laughs) (laughs) i went last september it's good but it's become a it's become so popular. A lot of bachelor parties, yeah. uh, they come here and uh, it's an invasion. Friday, <laughs> Saturday, we see all kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. It's It has changed quite a bit. And I've been here, I said, 13 years, but I, I noticed the changes. In just like the last Every- three to five years, right? Yeah, yeah. yes. It yeah. has completely changed. Yeah. yeah. Francesca, you've been really generous with your time, and I don't want to keep you all night, but we do have to play the game that we play with all of our guests before I let you go, okay? We're going to play a game okay. that we call Desert Island Picks. You, We're going to okay. send you to a pretend desert island for a year, okay? And so when, when we send you to this desert island, you get to bring 
one of each of the following. You get to bring one book, one album, one food, and one beer, or if you don't drink beer, a beverage of your choice. Um, and you know, this is all you're going to get on the island for, for a year. So what, what are you bringing to your desert island? Okay, one book. It's a pretty thick book. That's it's what you need. It's called Zibaldone, and it's uh, written by one of my favorite Italian poets, Giacomo Leopardi. And it's like a philosophical book where you can find all kinds of references. You want to know what love is, what he meant by love, what he, his philosophy was. And so you can entertain yourself for uh, longer than a year. Hmm. It's over uh, a thousand pages. And I treasure that book. Uh, it's like my, you know, I would say like my Bible. Uh, is, that's what I... This I is the most intellectual time. answer we've ever had on the podcast. So congratulations. <laughs> well, my husband is a philosopher. He teaches philosophy. So, you know, you need a philosopher in your crew when you do those races. <laughs> Conversations on your way up to end, don't you? Yeah, that makes you Okay, one album. One album, like a CD? Yeah, like CD, that. a record, yep. I love The Killers. The Killers, oh. really? Yes. Even though I went to a 21 Pilots uh, concert in Nashville, and I, I love I love that band. So I believe um, still The Killers. Nice. I love The Killers. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, one food. Food, food, food. What I love, what I need. It's pasta with pesto. Beautiful. Ooh, nice. I love that. Beautiful. I love pesto. One beer. That was my pre pre race of food. That was the your night pre before. Food. All right. That's what I'm going to have next time I go back. <laughs> I made it myself and I took it with me to the restaurant, to the hotel, because I knew that right. we didn't have our pre dinner. So mm -hmm. I, I made it myself. So the pre race meal at Subway didn't quite do it for you? No, I. <laughs> it's doesn't work for me. <laughs> and uh, and one beer. Do you drink? Are you a beer one drinker? Beer. Uh, occasionally, yes. After a race, I crave yeah. beers. I don't know why, what it is, but I think Heineken. Okay. I should say an Italian beer, but you know, Peroni's good. Peroni, yep. Peroni's uh, good. Yeah. I like Heineken. That's I think an Italian beer sounds good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Heineken is, is what I what I drink. Mm -hmm. Francesca, this was so much fun. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. But you promised me next time you come to Nashville, you let me know. Yeah, so let's go for a run. That would be great. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Thanks so much, yeah. everyone. Thank. Thank you. Amazing run. It's absolutely outstanding. Um, and, you know, I hope it gets recognized. It really was a special run. Uh, congratulations. Amazing. Thank you, Philip. Thank you so much. Likewise, you did well. First time, you did First well. Time, yeah, I learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. I Absolutely. Mean, a lot. Absolutely. I'll be at least 20 minutes quick next time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. Thanks to Francesca. Thanks to Phil. Thanks to Thank everyone you. for listening. And until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other.
spot.